You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Bradley Morgan from Chirp Radio, and I'm at the Empty Bottle with Jared and Jonathan Matson of the experimental jazz pop group, The Matson 2. How are you both doing? Really good. I like your description. Awesome. Thanks for having us on Chirp. So I was listening to your 2018 release, Vaults of Eternity Japan, the album where you reinterpret songs from various Japanese artists, and I was really swept away by how your deep reverence for these artists really resonated in the interpretations of their music. Can you tell me about how this project came about? Well, you know, we've been going to Japan since t- 2007. And before all this Japanese music that we know now has, you know, became on the streaming services and all that stuff, I feel like it's there's this amazing um, attention that people are giving to Japanese music. But we've been going there since 07 and uh, touring. And when we went there, we would just we would just scour the record stores and our friends in Japan helped turn us on to all that music. And it's just, it, it was just music that we've, we've always loved and that has been really close and dear to us and a big inspiration for us. And it was years in the making of finally doing a, a, a record where we pay homage to that. And I would add too that um, sonically what you're asking too is we basically like started it as a mixtape. And eventually we're like, we should just perform this mixtape ourselves and do it as a covers record. So we actually started replicating the sounds as much as possible. We didn't really want it to be personalized in any way. Almost as a compositional exercise, as a performance exercise, we and a production exercise, we tried to make the sound exactly the same. It didn't happen, which is cool, because when you try to do something uh, that's not super original, but originality comes through, that's, that's, a, that's a nice thing when, when that happens. So what was it about the electronic and pop music from Japan that really spoke to you? We don't really think of genre like you know there's a piece on there that's that's uh contemporary classical by a an artist that um man i need to look up his name he's the only artist that i always forget but he died in a car accident in his 20s and he was an experimental composer in japan he was a disciple of uh toru takametsu and um like a piece like that it was it was very contemporary and no electronic elements at all but then there you know we like music just because of how it sounds. We don't we don't like a certain genre of music because it's the genre, but we just like it because it sounds good. Yeah, I mean, we are, became interested in that style of music also because I feel there's an interesting, very just well-crafted productional quality about it that I love and that not many American artists do. And I love the mix of like avant-garde in like y- YMO's music mixed with classical, mixed with some jazz, and mixed with some R&B. Um, I love all the flavors that they're playing with. And those those flavors, and we love the fact, like YMO, Yellow Magic Orchestra is basically the band that got us into contextualizing ourselves within like pop or like indie music. Uh, coming from a jazz background, instrumental background, they also have like, they're not so much jazz, but a super instrumental background. And that gave us the ability to contextualize ourselves within, you know, just the music world today, um, how they were able to break into the scene and, 
and get a wide appeal despite not having tons of lyrics. Um, it really resonated with us. And then we also wrote our, like two of our own original compositions that happened on the album too. Yeah, I wanted to ask about those original compositions because hearing you talk about the mixtape approach and the sampling approach, I wanted to kind of get a um, sense of how you developed those two original compositions, uh, High Emma Rain and Beach Trance. Yeah, those those were is a little compartmentalization. Those were like kind of sitting around, and uh, during the course of the mixtape, we were just like, we should throw in at least a few originals. And those, I mean, it's kind of a simple, it's just a simple thing, but we just felt like it resonated with the mixtape. And because when we make something, when we make a, a record or an, or a mixtape or an album, we use what we call like a, a palette of sounds and a, a it's basically like a, an arrangement file of all the sounds that we want. Like we have one drum sound, we have one bass sound, one guitar sound, and we just moved our originals into that same template. So it gave it a universal feel. Yeah, and, that, and that's really impressive because, again, there is this cohesiveness on the album, you know, taking compositions from, you know, several different um, composers and, and, and musicians from Japan. And to be able to blend that together with your own compositions really speaks to the overall quality of this sampler mixtape, you know, thing you're doing with it. It's fantastic. So your last album, Paradise, which came out last year, was very mellow and evoked a lot of sun and warmth. And when I was listening to it, I felt very chilled and relaxed. Can you tell me about what it was like to make that album? We made the album inside my sunroom in my cabin in the hills of San Diego. Um, so it was a great casual environment. It was a pleasure. It was very relaxing. Um, so maybe that transcended not only our mind frame, but went into the music who knows that's probably what you're picking up on um i have windows throughout my whole house that are looking out at amazing vegetation succulents uh pine trees palm trees whatever so it was very evocative of our surroundings that music and it was our first record where we we didn't have a producer we weren't at a recording studio that was like owned by someone else it was it was it was completely done by ourselves the only additional people that helped make that record possible was the artist that did the album cover art and uh, the master mastering engineer that did the final master and then the record label that released the record. So those are the only additional, and then the photographer that did the photos in the album. So like, uh, it was an amazing process to be self-sufficient in that way and to create, like so many artists record records these days like that, where they just, they're in their own home and they record their own music. They're alone in their freedom to make whatever they want without anyone else hearing it until the final product's done. And that was a rewarding process that we stoked we got a chance to do. So the concept of paradise involves the flow and range of a relationship, everything from the beginning to the end. And it's an album about change. What inspired you to pursue that as a theme for this album? 
Um, I think the th- we don't go into albums thinking of a theme. I think we write music a certain point in time, and that music is captured in the form of like a collection of songs, and that happens to be where our head was at at the time, I guess. I, I like that you have your own interpretation of of the music. Uh, the like one song, the lyrics we wrote like 10 years ago uh, about our sister ODing on heroin. So it, it's not like a lot of the stuff was super current, you know, but we, similar to Vaults of Eternity, it's that palette and that filter that we run and channel our ideas through. And we happen to have, I felt like we, we figured out the palette of the record that we wanted to make and we just stuck to it. We, we used the Glenn Johns drum approach uh, which only uses like four mics. Some people use three. Um, and just we just try to keep it as simple as possible, minimalist. You mentioned your sister had an overdose and that informed one of the tracks from the album. Are there any other uh, personal connections that the songs have to uh, moments or periods in your life? Uh, yeah, wavelength is like just how it sounds. Like it could, people think it's about me and Jonathan. People think it's about, you know, us and a significant other but I mean it could be whatever you want it to be um wavelength is more about literally in a relationship and you both don't understand each other and you're just trying to figure it out and you're not on the same wavelength you're feeling you're feeling emotions and vibrations that are not vocal that are purely energy and you're just yeah something like that so it's interesting to hear you both talk about lyrics uh, because after 15 years of performing, uh, Paradise was the first album where you sing on it. Um, what motivated you to use your vocals as an instrument for this album? It was really after our tour with Krungbin. Um, on that tour, we started we started singing the parts that Chaz laid down on our record star stuff. On that record, Chaz sings all the all the vocals and wrote all the lyrics. And we decided when we were on tour with Krungbin that we wanted to make a more impactful set. And in the rehearsal time that Jared and I had trying out the vocals, we actually thought it sounded good. So we were like, let's just, let's do vocals on this tour and see what happens with our own creative outlet and with the audience response. Like let's gauge those two things. So for one, it was compelling for us to do it because we enjoyed it and it moved our artistry to a new level. And then for two, it was nice to have an audience connect with us on that level and not be, I mean, it's sad to say, but audience, sometimes audience can be very one dimensional. And after almost every show of us not doing vocals, you'd get at least one or two people saying, why don't you sing? And so when we sang on this tour, it was a victory because no one asked anything. They didn't say, oh, you sound great singing or they said absolutely nothing. So it was almost it was a nice victory having that wall broken down and having people able to connect with it and and personalize with it. All right. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with me. Of course, Bradley. Thank you. Good to be on Chirp Radio. Thank you, everyone. This is Bradley Morgan with Chirp Radio 107.1 FM. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.